again, it's like poetry, it's sort of if they rhyme. Every stanza kind of rhymes with the last one. Greetings, Earthlings. Uh, sorry for the delay. There were COVID-19 uh, issues. Matt got COVID-19, tested positive. <laughs> It was it was hard for everyone, but uh, he got over it. Would you do it again? Uh, no, I was fighting for my life. Yeah. And uh, I this is just so everyone knows, you know, you gotta wear a mask because I went down to you know a side street and yeah, there was some open mouth kissing involved. But the point is, you gotta limit your exposure any way you can. Looks like Among Us is in the background. You are so ill. <laughs> you have been ruined. Among I. <laughs> okay, here's what I want. Okay, so Matt and I did a gift exchange, and I texted Matt, and I said, we're doing <laughs> gifts, and Matt said, I, just, I want to call myself out, because this was so funny. Matt said, yeah, we'll, we'll do something small. And I said, how much did you spend? He said, don't worry about it. Just like, we're doing a little gift. And I said, okay. So, I just thought, okay, it'll be a little gift. So, I picked up, like, two DVDs, and one was just a shit movie, which I thought would be funny, and another movie that I knew that he liked, but I was just like, yeah, okay, we'll just do, like, a little something. We'll do Evil Bong on the show. Yeah, yeah, we should. And then, Matt comes over, and we're like, alright, let's do our little gift exchange. Matt said that he was getting a joint gift for Caitlin and I. I was like, all right. And Caitlin said that she was going to do a joint gift for Madden and I. So, joint gift season. I was out of the loop on that. And then Caitlin and I open it up, and we see a Switch box. And I was like, oh, no fucking way. And then I was like, oh, wait, okay, no, no, no. It's just a box. It's just a box. Just a prank. Just a prank. Open that up. A legit Switch. I was like, holy crap. This is a killer gift. I didn't even... I was so busy... I didn't even have time to wrap mats, and I just handed him two DVDs, and I just I felt so bad that but, you got us a Switch, and then I was like, all right, here's your gift, and it's just a cheese dick gift. <laughs> felt so bad. Listen, buddy, just yeah. thank PNP and the fact that they undercut people so bad, and that I'm in a position to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And just remember that... I got to see the deleted scenes for Fear and Loathing now, and that was worth it. Are they good? Yeah, they're fine. How, how, they're, many, they're, how many are there? I only watched one, but there's a couple others. Um, one of them is just like an extended portion of them in, in the casino that they just cut out of the movie. Like, mm. like when they take the ether, mm-hmm. and then they're on the merry go yeah, yeah. around that time. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Huh. Well, next time we come over, we should bring it so we can watch those. That'd be cool. Okay. That's the best part of physical releases, you know, the bonus features. Yeah. When you get subtitles. Yeah, subtitles is appreciated. When you get... For that film in particular. When you get a, an interview that you're not going to watch. Director's commentary. Mm. You get um, the trailers. Very nice. Because then what you can do is that, and I like to do this, and I make sure to do this, you know, even if company's over as I watch all the trailers on the disc first to get excited for the film. Yeah. 
And then you know, like you make the popcorn, you review how many minutes are in the film and stuff like that. And then you who's in it? Who's in it? Yeah, um, you know, the who important stuff. It? The key, st- yeah, exactly, the key stuff. What year it came out? Yeah, the year it came out. Aspect ratio. The distributor, production companies. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you, Miramax, thank you, Warner Brothers. I for this. Yep. Oh. Well, Warner, or, no, who did this? I think this was a Universal picture. I yeah. Think. Thank you, Universal. Shout out to all movie studios out there. You all put out great films consistently, always. Do you want to hear my Switch review? Yeah. That's the Switch review. Okay. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Online, $25. I was like, you know what? For a year, that's fine. Because it works up to cents a day. Yeah. So who the fuck cares? Yeah. And it comes with SNES and NES games, which is sweet. And um, Mario 3 runs really well on it with the Pro Controller. I don't know why, but the Joy-Con controller, I feel like it has a little info lag or something. They were kind of a mistake. Yeah, and that's the thing. is like the Pro Controller, to me, feels like what the main controller should be. You yeah. know, like it's like the actual controller for it, where this is kind of like a freebie, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you have big hands, like I do, I know I'm so late to this, like the Switch is so old, no one fucking cares about a Switch review, but if you have big hands like me, the Pro Controller is really nice. Yeah. If, 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 do you have one? No. You should get one. It's, I have like no accessories for my Switch, because one of the things that I hated about just having Nintendo console in general is just, oh, there's so many accessories. It pissed me <laughs> off having a drawer, drawer full of accessories with the Wii, like... You got four controllers, four nunchucks, you get the wheels, you get the fucking NHL Protective sleeves. You get the stupid condom things that don't do anything. Like, just it, it stop. I want it simple, okay? You get the Wii Motion Plus accessory. Yeah, then you plug that into the bottom. Boom, bam, bop. Rechargeable batteries. Get <clears throat> yeah. the recharge station. Then you get station. the balance board. Yeah, now you can have fun with that. Woohoo, yippee, look, I'm surfing. Get the bat, the bat, the paddle board, get them all. Get everything. Get the Tony Hawk skateboard. Get the all the Guitar Hero full band set. <laughs> it's too fucking much. Get GameCube controllers plugged into no. the Wii. Uh, get the component cable, uh, you know, cable plugged in. Do that. Just don't. It's enough. Get two memory cards in it. Get a <laughs> USB card in one port for pictures. Get a SD uh, card in the other one. Get a charging station. <laughs> yep. For the controllers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's too much. And uh, I don't like games that much. I don't want them to dominate my life and my and all my money. So I just keep it simple with the joy guns, even if they're shit. Not a game freak? I'm not a game freak anymore. <sighs> Okay, what else? Um, oh, Smash. I, I'm playing the new Smash. It's good. I mean, it's no Melee, but it's <laughs> it's actually it's pretty good. So they've made some, like, stages different, I feel. Or maybe they're just, like, the models themselves are smaller. But, like, they have Dreamland and Yoshi's in Ultimate. Like, Yoshi's from Melee. Mm-hmm. But in Melee, Yoshi's is super tiny. And this is, like feels massive it feels like it does feel like the characters are bigger or at least bigger on screen in melee yeah the, the, i like i think you're right because mart like on yoshi's like his head is basically touching the first platform yeah. and then i'm playing little stinkling and two of those would be like where the platform is like it's it's half that distance so i don't, I don't know that's weird um we're playing pikmin 3 which is really fun 
I don't think I like it as much as Pikmin 2. They keep teasing me with Olimar. I want him to show up already. I'm dealing with these nobodies, these losers. Don't worry, Olimar will be there at the end to be like, I'm assembling a team. <laughs> are they doing Pikmin 4? Is that a thing? They are, it's just... Actually? Yeah, it's just been in development for a long time, so... Give me it. Well, you know, maybe wait a couple more years and then a couple more, and then maybe the game will come out. Do you think Switch and, like, Xbox One or whatever and PS5, are they going to be out for a while, do you think, before a new uh, new generation? Um, I don't know what Nintendo will do because they're weird. Hmm. But uh, the PS5 is... And the new consoles are powerful enough. They'll probably keep it for a good, like, five years at least. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because, like, that's the thing is I don't want to buy games or buy a ton of games for it and then... Uh, new console like, type. Upgrade. Yeah. yeah. I fucking hate the upgrade. I, I think for the Nintendo, the, the Switch thing is working, so they'll probably just do a continuation of that. And you know what? The internet isn't even that bad. Like, like I, online? Yeah. I played Smash with a friend of ours, like, who lives in the city, and, like, it maybe dropped once. You know, my I played it recently, too, uh, with friend of the show, Gabe. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that bad, like, for the lag. Sometimes when I play Mario Kart, though, it's just, like, disconnect. Oh, really? Well, I guess, because how many, is that 12 or 8 players? That's, um, 12 players. Yeah, that's, I mean, that can be heavy. There's no excuse, Lucas, okay? It's Mario Kart. <laughs> and, uh, okay, also, did you see the first episode of uh, Boba Fett? No. Is it good? No. Shitty! Yeah. How many episodes? There was just one. But how many coming out? Oh, I'm going to assume... Eight. Like, wasn't that Mandalorian eight eight episodes per season? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to well, assume... What went wrong? Was... Okay, so basically... Well, what went wrong is having the guy who did Spy Kids direct your gritty... But he also did Planet Terror. Didn't you like that? I don't think I've seen that. That's a double feature one with Death Proof? I haven't seen it either. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Caitlin watched uh, watch that half. I forget what she thought of it, but uh, I've only seen Death Proof. We should watch that. That'll, maybe maybe we'll do that as a cop, you know. No, you a know, freebie? Yeah, a freebie. Like, you know, like a, just a nice gimme. Like, we've done a hundred like episodes of these. Right? Yeah, it's like, just let me have fun with my movies again. So I'm <laughs> slaving away here. And, you know, it takes a toll on a man. All right, we can do that. Okay. But, um, what was I saying? <laughs> Robert Rodriguez was not a good pick. Yeah. Um, so, okay, if you made a Boba Fett show, what would you have his personality be? Not that he's even a real character because he has, like, two lines in the entirety of the Star Wars universe, but just, if you wanted to, what what would that look like? It would just be, like, um... Well, you know, it'd kind of be like a space western, like Mandalorian, you think, where he just goes around being cool. You know, he's kind of like a Clint Eastwood character. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, he doesn't scowl because he has his mask on, but essentially he does that, and then he just whips out a line and holds his gun menacingly, right? Yeah, like, do you think he would be clapping cheeks? No. Killing like the, people? No, that's not so. The way they present him from the few lines in... Maybe in an original trilogy, maybe he would be like that, but like he would be like a very serious, gruff kind of guy, you know? Okay. Like, you don't think, uh, 
Like, do you think he's someone to be feared? Or yeah, and people are like, whoa, don't they say that? Or, I mean, it's like Vader says, the no disintegration. So this, this guy just casually disintegrates people. So he's kind of Joker brain. So yeah, he's going to be, like, pretty ruthless. Okay, so he's not like that in the show. <laughs> well, okay, th- and that's, um, I totally agree with that, because I can't sympathize with bad people. So, of course, make him into a good guy. I'd like to watch that. It, it starts off with them showing how he escaped the Sarlacc pit, which they don't really do, so I'm still kind of confused. What? Like he gets out? So it shows... Actually, like, you Spoilers... Know, or do you, do you want to I'm, know? I'm going to watch it. And I'll watch... And we'll review the next episode. Maybe we'll do some reviews for this. Okay. Do you want me to say anything else or just stop? No, it's fine. It's fine. It, like, keep going? Yeah. I won't say any spoilers. So they, they show it, but uh, they don't really. I'm still confused on how that happened. And then... Basically, there's these group, fuck, this is hard, there are these, there's these adversaries to him, and they're treating him really poorly, and I, and I said to Caitlin, because we watched it together, like, man, he's gonna fucking kill these people, and then he's just like, I understand, and he lets it slide, and he just, he seems to want to rule... Tatooine with PG-13 off-screen violence. Nice. That's my second or third favorite kind of violence. Yeah? Yeah. Well, then you'll, you know, enjoy this to a second or third degree, and you'll tell me all about it next episode. Nice. But, um, yeah, I hope you have fun. Well, the trailer made it was... I, we saw the trailers together, and I was like, the trailer is like, it looks like there's hiding something. Like, the back half is going to be kind of different. Maybe. So maybe it'll get better, but that's such a classic TV cope. Dude, it's building up. But a lot of the... Yeah. that's I made a post on Facebook saying, like... You know, Dude, this, you have to learn the characters before you get invested in this story. That this was kind of lame, and someone was like, well, it's it's episode one. It's you like, know. but why can't episode one be good, though? Yeah, I know I know a lot of good episode ones. So. Yeah. <laughs> nice try. All right, you want to get on to the movie? Yeah, yeah let's talk about the movie. All right, so... We watched Repo Man. I think Matt really liked it. I'm going to be honest. I liked it not that much. I thought it was around Eating Raul. Like, a delightful little movie. Oh, this is more clever than Eating Raul. I don't know. That was kind of a dumbass movie. There were clever moments. I I think the comedy's good. Yeah. And the, the satire that they're going for is good. But the writing sucks. And the acting is kind of weak. Or not, I should say the writing sense, the, hmm, the pacing of the movie and what they decide to put, show us is kind of, I think, they're odd choices. Yeah. And, but I will say, a lot of the acting is quite bad, and I think that the sound mixing in this is pretty piss, piss poor. Yeah? Yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah, you, you know what? There's three words for this movie. Yeah. It just works. <laughs> TM. Okay. Okay. It's pretty decent. Um, I think the movie is a lot of fun. You know what this movie really reminded me of? Hmm. They Live. Yeah. Remind me of They Live because it's this kind of offbeat, L.A. set comedy. You know, they make... It's like... There's such strange side humor. Like, Hmm. just him playing a a little synthesizer outside of the phone booth while the bud makes a call. Just strange stuff like that. Like, idiosyncratic stuff. Um, and it was also like they live in that it has like a general, you know, 
society type of comment, some social commentary. Yeah. But like, it's nice. It's like not like committed to a cause. It's still about the thrills in this. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a pretty solid action comedy movie. Yeah, the comedy is really good. Also, I I like movies, or I generally like movies that have two genres and you have characters who think that they're in one genre and you have characters that know that they're in another genre yeah and they do that in this movie where a lot of them think that they're in a comedy and then there's like the sci-fi guys and they're like actually you're in a sci-fi movie and they're like "Mm, okay i'm gonna try and find this chevy malibu uh they don't know right i like that sort of stuff um so that's funny in this the comedy is really good they have like this no-name brand in this movie that they show all the time to avoid having to... I don't know how that works. I thought you could just use brands in a movie, but I guess not. So instead of have them having to ask people if they can have a bottle of Captain Morgan on the shelf, they just have this bottle that has a white and blue label. It looks like the Great Value label. And uh-huh. It just says, like... It's like a cross between the Great Value and No Name label. Yeah. And it will just say, you know, rum. Rum drink. And there's this really funny gag where character says to another guy hey do you want to go get a drink and he's like yeah sure and it cuts to them at the uh, lc picking up these cans that just say drink on them that was really funny but i think okay so the movie is basically this you have emilio estevez the weakest the black sheep of the estevez uh what was it called the clan um he plays this guy named otto he's a punk and it's a very classic movie punk imagery I love it like uh, like in Star Trek 4 when there's that punk on the bus uh, I, l- I love oh, that yeah. I love that aesthetic of just we're gonna do crimes and do weed <laughs> they're just all joker brained I don't know if people like this ever actually existed I, I've never seen a punk in my life uh, we're not in the 80s man uh, those are just people doing it now is cosplay it's like if you see a guy with love beads and <laughs> And circle glasses, <laughs> holding a joint, you're gonna be like, "All right, buddy, you know, turn the wheels off." <laughs> but do you think like people like that, like that punk, actually existed in large numbers? In large numbers, I'm sure it was like it's just like a subculture, I guess. So you, there's certain spots they might not be, you know, part of everyday life. But I, I, I like to think so. I think the punk scene was quite big in mm. LA. I mean, yeah, they had the Dead Kennedys there, man. <laughs> Yeah, true. Um, Emilio Estevez Otto, he he's a low life. He's a punk. He gets he can't hold a job down. His parents are low life. So all they do is watch TV all day. They watch this evangelical show or angelical show, whatever. Um, and there's this preacher on it, and he's just talking about God wants your money. All right, sell your house, sell your car, and give us your money because God wants it, and you'll get into heaven, guaranteed. I love that stuff. He's like, hey, mom and dad, um, you know how you said you'd give me $1,000 if I went back to school? They're like, yep. And he's like, all right, well, can I get... And you guys know I love you so much, right? And they're like, yep. And he's like, well, can I get that $1,000 now? And then I'll go back to school. And they're like, no, we used it... uh, We gave it to the church so they can buy Bibles for Siberia or whatever. (laughs) And he's just like, oh, God... So he um, gets a job as a repo man. And you kind of learned about the movies. This guy really has no morals. Because he... Cause he, um, he is kind of a shithead. He's a shithead. Like, Harry Dean Stan shows up. 
shout out. And he's like, hey, hey, uh, my wife's in labor. Can you take her, her car out of this neighborhood, please? And uh, I'm, we're going to drive her to the hospital. He's like, um, no. He's like, I'll give you 20 bucks. Or he's like, I'll give you 10 bucks. He's like, no. He's like, 15. And he's like, I won't do it less for than 20. And Harry Dean stands like, all right, I'll give you 25. And he's like, okay. Hops in the car. And then they just drive to the repo lot. And then he's like, uh, what about your wife? And he's like, um... She'll take the bus. Don't worry about it. He's like, wait, you guys are repo men? He's like, fuck you guys. Like, he's anti-authorian. He's like, repo men, you guys are trash. But then when times are tough, he's like, "Mm, okay, I'll be a repo man. And he kind of has that attitude the whole movie where he's just like, this sucks. And then when times are tough, actually, it's kind of cool. And uh, I like it. You know what? I like, I think this movie does a decent job of embodying, like, the punk spirit. And that is, it's very irreverent. Um, It's almost sort of nihilistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some pretty decent punk tunage in this as well. Yeah, some Black Flag songs. Some, yeah, um, Michael, Michael Nesmith apparently did the music for this, and he just died recently. Shout out to him and his family. Shout out. Um, Betty White? Shout out to Betty White and her family shout out. on that one. Uh, I think if you reach 100, you get, like, a President's Medal, so <laughs> they lost that on that, unfortunately. Um, but the movie does a, a decent job and it, it's kind of like, it kind of reminded me of the vibe of Heather's in that it's like kind of standoffishly cool. Yeah. You know, it doesn't really care, but it will go out of its way to skewer a lot of things in this movie. Mm-hmm. They skewer, um, Scientology. Scientology. They have this diuretics book. By, like, ex-John Lubbard or something <laughs> that people keep talking about. Yeah. Um, they, it, it is, like, as punk should be, it has a kind of disdain for authority and mm-hmm. it portrays, I guess what's supposed to be, like, Reagan-era commentary, I don't know. But it just portrays authority as oppressive. There's this strange lady villain who just has a metal hand and she's just kind of cold and calculating and trying to find this alien stash that's in the trunk of the Chevy Malibu which is the MacGuffin in this movie Mm -hmm. is what everybody wants um but the movie is oh and then I also the thing with the um with the chips and the label stuff I like to think that's because they didn't want any product placement in the film I think that kind of also contributes the punk rock spirit Mm -hmm. is they didn't want like you can see like in the liquor store scene like you can see blurred out cans of or bottles of Jim yeah. Beam. But when they do a close-up, then they those same bottles will turn into the no-name ones. Yeah, the no-name ones. So I think that was a nice touch, too, and it just... It, it really fit the tone of the movie. Um, I like when he's eating the can that says food, because, bro, that made me hungry, because I thought of Bachelor Chow. Oh, don't get me and, started. And I was like, dude, that's what Bachelor Chow would be, just yep. can of food. food. And he's like, mm-mm, delicious, mom. She's like, put on a plate, it'll taste better. He's like, he's it can't like, taste any better than this. <laughs> um, oh, God, uh, like, out of everything, the, the no-name brand potato chips, whatever, but the food can, I need it. Just probably pure protein. Uh, it, the movie is kind of satirical. It's it's like sort of black comedy as well. Um, the movie overall, it just has a nice. Uh, it has character, mm-hmm. and the characters themselves in this are good. I think there's a really nice assortment here. You have like his father figure, kind of repo guy, the guy who recruited him, Bud, Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton, shout out. 
Shout out to Herendine Stan and the Stan family. He's the bonus. He's the originator of the bonus situation. He wanted to talk about the bonus situation before anybody else did. And he's a, a pioneer for that. Um, he's good in... You know what? He's good in Alien. He's good in this. He's good in Twin Peaks. Is he in Twin Peaks? Later on. Oh. He's in Firewalk With Me. Shout out. I understand. I understand. Wait, we also saw him in something else recently. We saw him... We saw him... Uh, we've seen him in a couple of things. One is Escape from New York. He was in that, I believe. Yeah. And oh. then... What... Did you think of the other one? No, it's just I... When I watched Fear and Loathing mm-hmm. recently, he's in that. Oh, he is? He just had a small cameo as like... When him and uh, Dr. Gonzo get... Uh, get that kid that... Gonzo gives LSD yeah. Yeah. and is drawing Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Um, Raul's thinking of what it's going to be like when they get sentenced, and then Harry Dean Stanton <laughs> is the imaginary judge. He's like, you guys are going to hell, straight to hell. <laughs> nice. Well, then he's been in that, and then he was in another thing that we've seen recently. Huh. That's I all I can think, think of. Yeah, he's kind of everywhere. Yeah. He's kind of you know what? I would induct him into the Cop Hall of Fame with like Dumb. John. With John Carpenter yep. and like um, whoever directed Pin <laughs> and and other Mace, yeah Mace, uh, any everybody in Crawl, you know stuff like that. Um, but the movie's pretty funny. The characters are good. There's a nice assortment. I like the little punks that are just talking about doing crimes. They just look like punks out of a after school special. Let's buy sushi and I'll pay for it. Let's do crimes. Let's go do crimes. They're just robbing convenience stores all the time. And they just always get there before or after our protagonists do. Yes. And that's a little uh, quirky, funny touch, too. I like Cholo Julian. Cholo Julian? (laughs) Oh, my God. You're right. Uh, They have this rivalry, kind of like an anchorman. That's always good. Like, they're the antagonists of the... Or I guess there's, like, a B and A... Antagonist, and they have these little guys, the something Rodriguez brothers. Yeah, um, they're the other te- like they're another repo team. Yeah. Um, so you have Otto's team, and then you have the Rodriguez brothers. They're butting heads the whole movie, so they serve as like a way to kind of slow them, the A heroes down from the A villain, which is the not even the villain, but the main goal of the movie, which is this. Chevy Malibu that they want so badly um I like that here's an issue for me though is that so they have that MacGuffin right that car that they want why is this guy just driving around aimlessly throughout town sick for the whole movie what is he doing I guess he was like trying to get it too but then the radiation just scrambled his brain is what I'm assuming it was because when he when he meets up um, with Estevez yeah he's like talking about lobotomies and he's yeah, like yeah. Every, radiation's good for you I don't know he's just generic crazy guy they give him like a sunglasses with one popped out he's just meant to be like an eccentric kind of character okay and he's just there to move the plot point around you know and then he says funny things and then he dies <laughs> too much radiation man <laughs> man this car's hot <laughs> It's cool when the car, when they open the trunk up and it just immediate disintegration. That's a, that was like a cute sci-fi touch. I, I noticed something at the beginning of the movie. Now this is a ding. I just thought it was funny. But um, 
movie opens on crazy guy kind of swerving around and then a cop pulls him over and i thought this movie was going to be like mad max when i saw that because like it looked exactly like mad max was shooting out in an open desolate highway you know um they the cop pulls over the guy and then he says can i see the keys to your trunk or i do you think that there would be separate keys for the trunk or that would be the car keys uh the car keys Okay, so he takes his car keys, the cop, and he goes to the trunk, and he opens it up, pops it open, he gets obliterated, atomized, and then, this is just funny, the keys were gone from the trunk. <laughs> so, how did he drive the car? It's just, don't worry about Pot it. Hole. Checkmate. Fuck. Checkmate. Okay, fine. You win this episode of Cop. Nouveau <laughs> Man is a bad movie. <laughs> no. Uh, that was just a funny little detail. I think the movie actually does look pretty good. Yeah, um, it's decently directed. Yeah, like good, like the shots are nice. You know. Yeah, um, I like I like some of the effects. Like I like when they make the people disintegrate. I like the glowing radioactive car towards the end of the film. <laughs> it looks like something out of like it reminded me of something like out of heavy metal or something. Like yeah, just some cartoonishly weird thing. Yeah, um, and. The soundtrack's good. Oh, yeah, Iggy Pop apparently did yes. the theme for this. Yep. That's bass. That's real cred right there. And okay. at that punk fight club, the it said Iggy Punk spray-painted on the wall. Yeah? Yeah. Mm. There's probably a lot of other things I'm missing because I'm not that into punk. Mm. I'm sure there's some other little references to something, but um, I don't know. I thought this was a thoroughly enjoyable romp. Mm-hmm. It was a lot smarter than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And, yeah, I would uh, argue that it's a delightful little film. Yeah, it definitely is. I'd watch it again. I just... And... I don't know. Just... There's a section of the movie, that midsection, where... Get on with it. There, there give, is... Give me something, because we're just seeing, you know, Mr. Estevez go around town doing little repossessions. Some of them are funny. Uh, when they try to be, and then um, you just see this guy swerving around, and you're just thinking, like, let's move it along. Let's get either some more lore from the UFO club, the, what was it called? Uh, oh, fuck, I forget. It had some funny, th- there was this club of UFO some fanatics. nonsensical acronym. Yeah, like, basically saying they're quacks. Yeah. And that that was funny. Um, but uh, the, love in, the love interest for Otto... Um, she's just, she's this UFO fanatic and she thinks that the guy has aliens in the back of his trunk and she's yeah. trying to get to him. Uh, the scene where like, I can't understand you. What are you saying? Do you have a scrambler on? She's talking to him on the phone and he's just like, what? And talking backwards and like just dumb shit like that. The whole movie, lots of little gags, really good. But yeah, she's like part of the UFO f- club and i'm thinking like okay can they get to together her and the crazy guy can they move stuff along it it started to get a bit dull for me you know i would say that this would count as one of the quote-unquote movies about nothing Mm -hmm. like kind of like a big lebowski where there's Mm -hmm. a plot and events occur in sequence but the movie's not really rushing to get to each point Mm -hmm. and you're supposed to i guess relish some of the it's humor, the black humor, and the characters and stuff like that, which I can understand not liking because you're right, it doesn't hit all the time, and sometimes the film does drag. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, the movie charmed me. Yeah, no, no, me too. I was just 
the thing is, just in The Big Lebowski, you're getting a variety of different things mm-hmm. in between the start of the movie and then, oh, uh, we found her, and actually she wasn't kidnapped. Yeah. Got end of the movie and it's like what the fuck was that but in this like you're just getting lots of repossessions lots of guys swerving around uh, let's get him uh, we didn't get him that sort of thing yeah or we just missed him uh, so yeah uh, but it, it is a it is a funny movie and uh, I like it's I like it's punk rock spirit and all the sort of anti-TV tropes in it are, are pretty good yeah and the sort of anti-work attitude of him just being like, fuck you, to his boss. That yeah. was so funny. That, that, was, that was a classic anti-wagey moment. <laughs> the other thing I want to try is food is good, but then they, in this scene that we're watching on the TV here, they have Tastios, which is just a box cereal. Dude, do you know Tastios would be hitting different? Dude, are you seeing that drink is three sixteen for a four-pack? Uh, yeah. Let's get some drink. Let's get Tastios and some drink. The other thing is, what is drink? Because, like, I don't think it's, like, soda. I think it's, like, alcoholic yeah. drink. Yeah. But, like, then they also have beer. So what is drink? Drink is, oh, man. It's, like, it's 316 for four bo- uh, bottles. So what it is is, like, kind of all the excess. <laughs> um, the cartilage of the booze world is <laughs> fermented. And then they just kind of mix it into some water. The sweet drippings that come off when they close the spout. (laughs) Yeah, like when they're scrubbing off (laughs) the brewer brewer tanks, that is all getting purified and distilled into water, and that's a drink. Okay. You know, I, I I would have a little drink. And they put in artificial color yellow number 37 and... Some grain and, sh- and sugar, and some sugar, and you know it gets a job done. And <laughs> it'll get you where you need to go. It'll get you there, but that's about <laughs> it. But yeah, uh, six bags, six bags. Yeah. Um, I'm going to defer, and I'm going to say that this is four bags. Okay. Which, when adjusted, is two more bags than your six bags. Yeah. Um, because, and I know that this movie is maybe not one that is a technically sound mm-hmm. in terms of structure mm-hmm. or script mm-hmm. or even mm-hmm. acting. Yeah, yeah. But TM, it, it just works. works. It just works. Sometimes it has that X factor. Sometimes. And this one's got it. Well, I was just looking at my list, like, you know, I gave Ed Wood a seven. Can I give this movie a seven? No. It was better. This is in the six, the nice six category. I think I gave gave Eating Raul a six, maybe. I don't know. Gave like uh, Office Space a six. I think this is in that. That's in that nice six camp. You know, it's just it, so. It, what's a step down from a delightful little film like um, boring? Oh. <laughs> well, delightful. Little... Thought there would be another step. Before well, that's that. a little film, and the little film is boring. But it was delightful. It was a delightful little film. A delightful little film is basically a movie that has spirits, but it doesn't <laughs> hit the mark. <laughs> oh, so delightful little film is con- is condescending. No, it is. No, I, I was interpreting it like this is a delightful, maybe unambitious project. No, like it has spirit. Like it's trying to do something. It might not be able to fully, you know, flesh that out. But I, I understand. I see. But it's still like it's decent. 
it's yeah. decent and they're trying, you know? Yeah. That That's a delightful little film to me. Okay, okay. I understand. And a step below that, I don't know, like I wouldn't call, you know, Dawn of the Dead isn't a delightful little film, you know? No, that's a delightful big film. <laughs> okay. So this is a delightful little film. Below that is just a five. Shitty. That's your, I don't know, whatever Shitty. we gave a five because I forgot it. What 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 have we given five? I probably you probably gave Crawl a five. Probably, probably because that movie is gone. <laughs> Go, like Tears and Rain, gone. It reduced what, to atoms. What's it about? I don't it, know. Annihilated. Gone, gone. Remember the glaive though. Remember, that's like seriously, dude. That's the only part of the movie I remember <laughs> that there's a glaive. Do you remember the spider? No. That's all I remember. The glaive and the spider oh, scene. Yeah, there was a spider, and it reminded me of the spider from a much better movie, the Ewok movie, Caravan of Courage. Yeah. Oh, actually, next week, do you want to do Battle for Endor? No. Actually, I don't. Well, whatever. May is coming up. We'll do it then. <laughs> it's coming up in five months. <laughs> it's just around the corner. Yeah, I keep waiting. I'm going to enjoy these five months of not watching Ewok crap. So, did you want to do that movie for next week? The one that you were talking about? Which one? Um, the uh, Planet Terror. Oh, the double feet, the Tarantino double feature. Do you have anything else um, queued up? Well, let me let me borrow your phone. Let me wheel it, and okay. if it's a good wheel pick, or you can wheel it if you want. Um, if it's a good wheel pick, we'll do that. Okay, fine. We'll do the wheel. Okay. Four hundred top call movies. The official list. <laughs> of course. Th- thank you, IMDb, for this. Yeah, it's not bad. Um. It's not bad. It, really. <laughs> Some of the picks on there are asinine. Avengers. <sighs> Do you see any good movies lately? Mm, that's not a repo, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just talked about that one. So, diff- another one. Oh. Yeah, a different one. That's not Fear and Loathing. Uh, okay, the number's 240. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's not bad. You know, mid-range. What do you mean? It doesn't mean anything. Well, like... Just the number. The 1 to 100s, you're getting 2001. You're getting Code. Star Wars. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. To watch a 2001. It's around the 300 to 400, you get into, like, high, Highway to Hell. So, a 240, you know, it ain't bad. Okay, it's the 1998 film starring Matthew Lillard, SLC Punk. Oh! That would be... Yeah, let's do it. I know people really like that. In the early 1980s, Steve-O and Heroin Bob are the only two dedicated punks in conservative Salt Lake City. (laughs) Well, it's a a nice double feature with Repo Man, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Nice. And then after that, we'll do the double feature. A a New Year's treat for us. Sure. Uh, Did you think that the crazy janitor, I don't know what you want to call him, the... Did you think he was gonna be the god at the end of the movie? <laughs> no, I didn't. I like this uh, this silly little ending where he just comes in and he just he has a connection. This dude who's totally out to lunch. Early in the film, he's like, "You do a lot of acid in the game, <laughs> man," because he's just talking and rambling, and then none of it makes sense. Uh, you know, you see a spaceship, and it's the time machine. The flying saucer is a time machine. <laughs> People just go missing, man. And, and where are they going? They're going to the past. <laughs> And where are they coming from? They're coming from the future. And he's just like burning hula skirts and random <laughs> trash. And Otto's like, okay. Uh, yeah, it, like the ending of the film is fitting where it's just like, 
they go up in the sky and they fly around. That's the end. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're not getting a satisfying ending to this, to this thriller. <laughs> you know, you don't get a cool shoot at the end. It's just, yeah. I like her Michael Jackson mechanical hand. Yeah, because it is kind of sparkly like that. And I do like the, the, a movie like this where it's very much of its time. Yeah. This would this is a movie like this is not going to be made again. Yeah, it's it's of the time. It touches on subcultures and themes yeah. of the time, and it's a nice capsule. I yeah, know, it's fun to revisit. Yeah, those are those are fun. And then whoa, backwards credits. They're edgy with their credits. That's based. Um, look at repo wife one two three four first repo victim repo victim's wife soda jerks tow truck driver scooter guys Scoot- the untouchables what. Oh, different... What? Well, the Untouchables, of course. The legendary <laughs> Scooter Gang. You're not familiar? <laughs> um, okay, buddy. Maybe there's a post credit scene. Let's just... William Rip Murray? Did he die? Mm, I'd like to think his nickname <laughs> is just Rip. He just rips ass? <laughs> Probably for something else, but maybe it's because he just rips ass all the time. Dick Rude, shout out. Uh, is he Speed Weed and <laughs> Dick Wolf right here? Tom Lynch! Possible connection? Was it an Easter egg? <laughs> um, yeah, we got a couple of names here. Stephen Myers, that might be a Michael Myers reference. I always, Very cool. I want to see one day when we watch a really trash movie, someone who just shit posted and put a fake name in the credits. I, I guess it's like people actually watch the credits. So like before, like mm, like humongous people... in the credits, <laughs> like the guy who types the credits. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe in, like, some low-budget movie. I don't think I've seen it. I mean, who pays attention to the credits? That's just the stuff that happens before <laughs> the Marvel scene, or Blorco shows up. Oh, do you want to review Spider-Man? No. No, no review? No review. No bags. You does, does, Doesn't finish. It's like a DNF. Should I even, should I see it? Um... See it on a Tuesday uh, if you're in for some thrills and you want some easy moments. Um, but otherwise, you're not missing much. Uh, it's just like a standard Marvel movie with, you know. If I had to give it bags, I'd give it like three out of five. Well, it's not bad. It's not bad. But you can, you know, you can, it'll come to. Um, Home video. Blockbuster, yes. Yes. A blockbuster video, um, you know. Within like a few weeks. So. Also, we watched Silent Night, Deadly Night at a party, and just before we started watching the movie, I remembered that this movie's horny as fuck. So I had to I I vibe checked everyone and I said, guys, this is gonna be a horny movie, so uh, be prepared. And yeah, it was, but it was a good uh, it was a good watch as a group. It was a good watch. It was yeah. it was fun. Like yeah. every people laughing every time he says punish and <laughs> I don't know. It was good. The yeah. fucking the chim- Everyone getting to hear the chim scream. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. That's a good. A good best of the worst mystery science theater or cult of personality movie. Very hey, nice. you know what, hey. baby? <laughs> and then next Christmas we'll have everyone over for part two. Yes, we uh, spooked Matt though. Some people we had defectors. In, is that the word defector? We had. Uh, what are you talking about? Like people who uh, who who like leave the army who are like fuck yeah. defectors. Yeah, we had some def- defectors in the 
the audience and they wanted to do the Star Wars holiday special. They saw that that was primed and ready to go and mouse no, wedding. and no, it's like the holiday special. Like they're like, oh, because it's Star Wars, it'll be cool. But no, it's not cool, and it's not even funny. So, I I did. I gave them what they needed. What what not what they wanted. Okay, and I will do that for my friends. I am. I watched a DVD copy of it with Kaylin recently, and well, funnily enough, we we uh, we enjoyed the the ads in between the the best i don't know if you watched a copy that had the ads still in it uh no i just saw the one that's on youtube it didn't have the ads no i think it just mm. it's like a i think it's like a clean taping okay we watched one that still had like all the original ads that you would have seen uh in between that was cool like, yeah that was the best part is the ads um so that doesn't bow well for the movie when the ads are the best part but it happens there was a scene that I don't ever remember seeing it. I don't know if you saw it, but do you remember in the copy that you saw, and I know this is a while ago, but I know that you care about this movie, you think about it a lot, you play it over in your head, so maybe you'll remember. Um, after, do you remember there being a scene after Leia sings her song? No, like, she sings a song, and then they all go, yeah, 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 and the movie ends. That's all I can remember. Yeah, that's what I thought it was, too, but I watched a DVD copy, and there was another little scene after. And maybe there's a, a deleted scene, a bone. This is the holiday special director's cut, okay, from George Lucas himself, who wrote and directed and produced this whole thing on his own. It was just, I don't even remember what it was fully, to be truthful with you. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't bode well either, but um, something like... Lumpy, itchy, smelly, and poop farty were all around the the table looking at like some snow globe or something. Yeah. Something like that. Do you remember that scene? No. I'll show it to you one day if, if we care enough. Maybe next year, because. Yeah. Can't watch it any other time of the year. Sci fi month. It's a sci fi movie. It, you mean, you know, you can do that on Space Fantasy Month. <laughs> but it doesn't fit in Sci Fi Month. Do you know what day it is today, boy? <laughs> it's Christmas. The grandpa, maybe the... Like, <laughs> he... That's where Ricky got his, like, his Joker brain from. Is the grandpa. He inherited that. It's genetic. Motherfucker. It's the same vibe, yeah. And then, Billy didn't have that. He was just a boy who... He just had trauma. Yeah. And it's just... It's, it, here's the tragedy. But his brother and his grandpa, they're like... They're evil. <laughs> They're like Michael Myers. Yeah, this forces the evil. Evil dies tonight. Hmm. All right, well, that's a show. Next week, we're doing the movie. And tune in for that one. Anything else you want to say? Mm, you know what? Stay classy, cop audience. <laughs>anything you heard today make sure to stay tuned for weekly episodes available for streaming on spotify apple Podcasts, and umfm.com and don't forget to follow our instagram page at cop podcast